You wouldn't want your favorite team to play only one side of the ball. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can tackle more. That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Oh, man, the Philly Pretzel Factory has done it again. They took a Philly tradition and made it even better. Now, you already know the Philly Pretzel Factory has the best soft pretzel. Well, now they're making a cheesesteak pretzel. That's right, a Philly cheesesteak on the inside, surrounded by those piping hot, fresh, chewy pretzels. This is as Philly as it gets. A cheesesteak and a pretzel? Incredible! How great are those guys over there? They've got their original pretzels, the cinnamon pretzels, the pretzel dogs, and the party trays. And now, the Philly cheese steak pretzel. Bring them for tailgating, watching a game with the boys, a barbecue, or even a kid's birthday party. Head over to the Philly Pretzel Factory for the all-new cheese steak pretzel. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The Winter Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only. With over 30 brand new wall-to-wall large screen plasma high-def TVs, if the game you absolutely gotta see is available, we'll have it. Every NFL game, every college football game, every Major League Baseball game, every hockey game, every game live in high-def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Visit us online at wintercirclesportsgrill.com. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. For you seniors, it's your last one, so make it count. Because you'll remember it for the rest of your lives. Let's get him. That's on that center. He's back to pass. He fakes to the right. He goes there. He's got Dan Gordy. He's the 20. He's at the 10. The 5. Touchdown. Hands here, Gordy. It's a fake to the outside. Johnson's keeping it. He's got the 15. 10. Cuts back inside to the 5. Flatly in the shotgun, he drops back, he's looking over the middle, it is tipped, and it is intercepted by Cole Kosarski at the 32, across the 30, 25, 20, 15, he's finally wrestled out at the 4-yard line. Johnson under center, Diaguardi, and Kosarski once again in the backfield, no wide receivers, it's a handoff to Kosarski, he plows forward, and he's in for the touchdown. Gives it to Duffy again, he takes a leap, and he's in for the touchdown. Downs, he's back, he's looking, he's going deep downfield towards the near sideline, it is intercepted by Duffy, intercepted at the 10, ill-advised pass. Third down and 14, flatly, not with shotgun, he rolls back, he's looking, he's looking, he's got a man downfield, but he's hit, and he is finally dragged down. Big sack by Matt Gregory. Kick is on the way, it's a low, skittering line drive. 
coming down to Ryan White at the 15. He's across the 20, across the 25, across the 30, 45, up the middle. He's got a man. He's going to tackle across midfield. 45, 40, 35, 30. He's got a man to beat. He spins away from him at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He's in for the touchdown. An electrifying game-opening wow. touchdown by Ryan White. Unbelievable. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Calling tonight's game from high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, here's Josh Kippel, Dave Feldman, and the legend, Bob Herpin. Two tests down and one to go for Marple Newtown in the early going in this season. After a convincing road win over Sun Valley to start the year, an entertaining but ultimately unsuccessful conference and home opener against Springfield followed last Friday. Now the perennial powerhouse Pencrest Lions come into Harvey Stadium. Last season, Pencrest hung a lopsided shutout victory on the Tigers, but thus far this year have not shown their traditional power in 2010, going 0-2 after a loss in their Central League opener to Radnor last week. The wild card in this mix this time around is some weather blowing through the area, rain and wind, which has the potential to level the playing field in a way that mere strategy cannot. It's game number three, home game number two for Marple Newtown football under the lights in the Central League. Good evening, everybody. I'm Bob Herpin, Josh Kippel at the controls, and Dave Feldman. Dave, last week, a bittersweet opener, home opener for Marple Newtown as they fell to Springfield. Yeah, well, Marple had a couple good opportunities to get some points on the board. They did get some points on the board. In fact, they had 13 points. And uh, game came down to the wire, actually, in the fourth quarter. Uh, Ryan Duffy actually fumbled around the 10-yard line and turned the game around for Springfield. It took the 24-13 victory. Well, it was a sloppy game, despite almost perfect conditions on both sides of the football for both teams. But the big difference, of course, third down conversions from Marple Newton is a lack of, of those. And also uh, the young running back, Mr. Craig, for Springfield, that who sprung for three touchdowns. We were about the third down conversions. They were only three for 11 last week, as opposed to Springfield, that were two for nine. Actually, neither team did too good with that. But Matt Craig, you said it. He and uh, quarterback Dante Allen both were running all rabbits around the Springfield, uh, around the Marple Newtown defense. Yeah, one of the things that uh, Marple Newtown's defense just didn't quite seem to get adjusted to was the quickness and also the shotgun formation, which featured basically a decoy of three and four wide receivers the whole game. I don't believe Allen threw more than, say, four or five passes the entire contest. Same thing for Marple Newtown as uh, Jamie Rodinger relied on the uh, vaunted wing T offense to get the the offensive attack off the ground. Well, Dante Allen was three for six last week with uh, passing conversions, but you're right. Week one, they faced Sun Valley, and they shut him out. Week two, they faced Springfield. Well, Sun Valley was more of a passing-oriented team. They didn't run as much as Springfield did, and a lot of trick plays. Springfield has a lot of trick plays. They were able to uh, no-huddle a couple times, I believe. Uh, Matt Craig was just running right down the middle. Refused to go down. Now, Pencrest, on the other hand, the opponents this week now, as we see jogging out along the near sideline in their white tops and black pants trimmed in red. 0-2. I didn't have his stats on when the last time that happened to Pencrest opening the season with two straight losses, but 
More so than that, a Central League opener against general pushover Radner completely blew up in their face. It was a 28-14 loss, so you can definitely be sure that the Lions are looking for uh, redemption here on the road. Well, Pencrest was looking for another... Well, they had in our playoff appearance last year, but they were looking for a Central League title. They weren't able to get it. Uh, they had back-to-back losses at the end of the year. Of course, Garnet Valley standing in the way of that. Yes, Garnet Valley gone to... They won the division, right? They won the Central League. Pancras, they had a great team last year, great defense, and um, got a lot of key departures, as did Marple Newtown this year, and that's why they are 0-2 so far. Well, interesting to see uh, how much of a part of the offense quarterback Bo DeFiore is for Pencrest. Uh, we know he'll have a little bit more of a stake in the offensive flow than, of course, Ridinger does because Marple Newtown, roughly 10 out of every 12 plays, 10 or maybe 11 out of every 12 plays, goes with the, uh, the rushing attack with the three-headed monster back there. But Pencrest, they do have some moderate to deep weapons in the arsenal, and it would be interesting to see that Marple Newtown's quick and fleet of foot secondary can deal with that. Well, the secondary also, and you also want to get to the quarterback, and uh, Matt Gregory did a great job of that last week. Brian Kelly was in the backfield as well, and Christian Whiteside, if those guys can have a good game and get to the quarterback, he will not become comfortable and will not complete any passes. Well, Dave, the one big factor here, amongst everything I mentioned in my opening, this is the first game in quite a while that the conditions have been less than favorable. We've had a uh, schedule for steady, intermittent, and also later on in the evening, heavier rains. That's begun to fall a little more steadily and a little more uh, noticeably heavier as we've been up here in the booth for the pregame show. Uh, we expect those conditions to deteriorate at some point in the contest. And of course, you know, weather, no matter whether you're Pancrest, Marble, Newtown, Upper Derby, whoever, it's the great equalizer. Because both teams are at, at almost an equal disadvantage when you have bad weather like this. And the only advantage Marple Newtown has is that they know the field a little bit better than the opponents. Another advantage for Marple Newtown is that their their offensive plan is the wing tee. They're going to be trying to do a lot of trickery, a lot of, play, a lot of handoffs. And that's going to really help them in trying to slide through for every extra yard they can get in this wet field. Oh, but then again, one of the keys to the wing tee in that deception is the ability to hold on to the football. And that did at times get the Tigers into trouble. They did lose uh, one fumble that way. But that's the one of the things you need to have, that extra focus and that extra will to make sure you follow through on your reps in each play, hold on to that football because it will get slick. Well, even last week with good conditions, Marple Newtown fumbled twice. Uh, Springfield actually fumbled once down at the one-yard line, giving Marple Newtown a chance last week. But you're right, they have to hold on to the ball, and that will be the great equalizer tonight. Uh, looking up in those in those lights Thank you. are definitely a uh, something that Marple Newtown knows about. Pencrest may not, and it's been a, 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 something that the opposing teams have had gotten used to in short order. I know over the last two seasons we've had three games where the weather conditions were less than favorable, and the opposition just had a heck of a time trying to track the ball, not only uh, rushing, but also in the passing game and special teams. Right. Well, the defense is going to have to do a good job tonight. That's, that's one thing for certain. I wanted to touch on the running backs also. So Ryan Duffy last week had 13 rushes, 69 yards. Uh, Mario Guardi is supposed to be the feature back this year. Only eight rushes for 19 yards, so Springfield did a great job shutting him down last week as well. Uh, lone touchdown coming from Reidinger. He was able to run into the end zone. Of course, he was untouched. That was after uh, the young man from the opposition just lost track of that football and muffed um, the, the punt, giving Marple Newtown its best field position of the game. Yeah, it was Denzel Thompson down around the five-yard line. Denzel Thompson, that's, that's his name. Good for you uh, for, to pick up on that. But also, Ryan White had an electrifying 88-yard 
return for a touchdown. Well, Ryan Wade had a good game all around. He had some good carries as well. He was rushing last week. He was nine carries for 77 yards, including a big 29-yard gain. One point, he was 8.6 yards per carry, and that's excellent in this high school football. But he was, you said he was able to have that big 88-yard return for a touchdown. That really swung the momentum from Marple Newtown a bit. And they had a chance to take the lead, but just could not capitalize on some Springfield mistakes. That is correct. But again, all the problems that had uh, befallen the Tigers are things that will just get better over time. Uh, all that practice time will be put to good use. And then once you get into game competition, that just causes the mind to, to narrow the focus a lot more, concentrate on the task at hand, every play, every down, every series. And then from there, it's something to build on. But, you know, at 1-1 one and one with a big test, this will be a very telling game going forward for the Tigers and for the flow in the Central League. Well, it's a very winnable game as well. As I said earlier, Pengrass has lost some key players, and they are not faring too well this year. They can't really be good in the mindset for Pankrasta either, having no wins so far this year. Uh, Marple just trying to build on okay, some of the good things they saw last the toss, week. They like to receive. Like I was saying, Marple Newtown wants to gain on the good things they saw last week from Ryan White and some other guys. And uh, try to Push a record to two and one. So Marvel Newtown. Dave apparently has won the toss and is elected to receive. That is a good omen because, as I mentioned in the first broadcast last week, Marvel Newtown did have great degree of success in that late in the 08 season and all throughout the 09 season, and it did give them a lot of momentum. Well, they lost the toss last week, and they had to kick off first. So that kinda, I guess that hurt them a little bit as they were able to lose the game. So we'll take a break and we'll be back. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. We have the Pencrest Band with the National Anthem. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, Stadium, Dave, just finish up that point uh, you were making before the National Anthem. Well, the Marple Newtown, they were unable to come away with a victory last week. And we've got some of the coin toss. They lost the coin toss early. And that might, I thought that was going to help them, actually, because they were able to score at the end of the half. That was at the Ryan White pick return as it was at the end of the half. And they got the ball back, but it's nothing doing. Yeah, the momentum was on the Tigers' side. But they just failed to capitalize, and Springfield was just a little bit better in execution and rolled to the victory 24-13. So Marple Newtown having won the toss, they will move from our right to our left. The kicker for Pencrest, Adam Muter T. Schultz. Three men back deep for Marple Newtown, Ryan Diagordi, Ryan White, and Simote back at the 10-yard line. 
The kick is away. It's a low spinning kick. Mishandled by White at the 15. He picks it up, goes up the middle at the 15, across to the 20, and does not get to the 25. He tried to get a running jump on that kick, tried to catch it and run, but he forgot to catch it and is met by a group of Pancrest Lions. It may not be the best and smartest way to approach it with the mist now floating across the field from our left to our right. So therefore, White was basically staring into that. So the ball is spotted at the 23-yard line. Marple Newtown's offense goes to work. First series of the contest. Duffy in the backfield now. It's a handoff throw to White. He goes across the end. Towards the far sideline, across the 25, across the 30, picks up the first down, across the 35, and stumbles over the 40. Yeah, almost able to break it there. He was finally just grabbed by the foot by one of the Pancrest linebackers. Unfortunately, there was nobody in front of him either. Big gainer. 16 yards on first down. Another first and 10 for the Tigers. Ball at the 39-yard line. Big haul created there by the Marple Newtown offensive line. Good job of White to make that cutback. Off tackle towards the center of the field. Joey Famman is the wide receiver. It's a handoff to Duffy. It's hard to Diaguardi there on the fake. And he gets a couple of yards. He touched on Joey Fam. He's been thrown to twice last week. Didn't make a catch, however. Again, uh, Jamie Rodinger both times just, just barely off target there. It's just a matter of touch for both of those failed receptions. So we'll see if Ray Johnson wants to incorporate him into the game plan in some way today. Gain of one. Second down and nine for the Tigers. He fumbled the snap. Ridinger fumbled it, but he falls right on it. And that's what we were saying earlier in the game, Dave. You have to make sure your focus is there right on the ball. And before you even make a move and think ahead one play to what else you're going to have to do, you need to be able to hold on to that ball. Yeah, the ball is going to be wet, and I'm sure they did some drills earlier with the wet ball just to see how Ryanger was able to handle the snap. He has a towel around his belt right now, so try to use that tonight. Lost a three in the play there, so it will be a big third down conversion. First series, third down and 12 for the Tigers. They need to get to the 49 in order to have a fresh set of downs. Fan back in the game, alone wide out to the far side. Duffy in the backfield. It's a decoy to Diaguardi. Duffy carries it, only gets maybe one or two. Well, from that opening opening drive now for Marple Newtown, you see a major hole in the Pancrest defense as Ryan White was able to find that. But they also have some good inside inside defenders to stop the ball carry when they try to go up the middle. Fourth down, Billy Wheeling on to punt. Two men back for Pencrest, staying at their own 25. Weaverling gets it. It's off the side of his foot, but it's a high, spiraling punt. Coming down to the 25, to number 86, Chris Garriga. He doesn't make the 30-yard line. So Pencrest, their first possession of the game with 9.27 to go in this first quarter. Marple Newtown, nothing doing on its first possession. And here come the Lions in the Marple Newtown defense. First time to prove themselves on the day. Ball is spotted at the near hash mark. Going left to right. Quarterback Bo DiFiore under center. 
Two-man backfield for Pencrest, two wide receivers. It's a delayed handoff up the middle. Looks like number 23, Juwan Young. He's close to a first down, if not picked up the first down. Samara Moat was there on the coverage. Nice tackle by him. This is he, Juwan Young. Sort of mimicking Ryan Duffy as he just gets his legs moving and pushes the pile forward and fights for that extra yardage. Nice hold up on Craig last week as well. And that quickness gets Young a first down for Pencrest at the 42-yard line. Two wide receivers once again, two-man backfield for DeFiori. He is under center. Looks like it was a fumble on the snap, but he gets it back. And this time, Young is stacked up behind the line of scrimmage. And Christian Whiteside was able to penetrate the line there and make a good tackle. That is his 16th tackle in the year, so he's having a pretty good defensive season. And they are going to give him just barely back to the line of scrimmage. Second down in a long nine for Pencrest. 8.32 remaining first quarter. Once again, two wide receivers set. A little slick ball in the handoff. DeFiori tries to take it himself. He does get across the 45, but no further. I saw that a lot last week from Dante Allen. Except, he, except he had the speed. DeFiori doesn't really look like he has the speed this week. but No, he lumbers a little bit, almost like Tom Brady. Ben Roethlisberger. Exactly right. Probably a better example there is Roethlisberger kind of lumbers and lugs his way up the field. So Pencrest needs to get two. Marple Newtown's 47. Third down and a long seven now. One wide receiver split to the near side. Two-man backfield. DeFiori under center. It's a fumble. It's on the turf. Picked up by Moat. Across the 40. 35, 30, 25, 20. Nobody behind him. 15, 10, 5. He's in for the touchdown. What a turn of events, Dave. Uh, Christian Whiteside, another big tackle, able to knock the ball loose, and Samaro Moat, I'm sorry, Samaro Moat was able to grab the ball and run into the end zone. Quick six for the Marple Newtown Tigers. Perfect hop for the Marple Newtown defense. And like Moat didn't even have to stop on that play. He just grabbed it and kept running. And he goes roughly 40 yards down the left sideline to the near sideline here, untouched. So Anthony Nicolardi will be on for the f- extra point. Ball is spotted. The kick is on the way. It is a low-line drive. It is good. So it's 7.40. Remaining in this first quarter, Marple Newtown strikes first. They're up 7-0. We're going to take a quick break with the change of possession. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by Allstate. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent David Monroe today at 610-359-1244. The Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Philly Pretzel Factory. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. The Winter Circle Sports Grill. For real sports fans only. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If they don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill. For real sports fans only. Back 
Doreen Slick and Harry Harvey Stadium. 7.40 remaining first quarter. Marple Newtown strikes first. Samara Moat, 40-yard fumble return for a touchdown as uh, Nicolardi, his kickoff is mishandled there once again by Chris Garriga. He picks it up at the 5. He's across the 10. He's across the 15, trying to struggle forward. He gets maybe to the 16. That's a nice kick there by Anthony Nicolardi. He made a good extra point a couple minutes ago. It's exactly what you need to see from uh, Nicolardi is high arcing kicks that are end over end because that's the easiest way to confuse a receiver back there with the, the wind and the rain now pushing back from the right to the left as you see under the lights at Harvey Stadium. Well, the only weakness we've seen from Nicolardi this year was a couple blocked extra points. I'm not sure if that's his fault or not. That's trying to get his foot under the ball and have a high arching kick, like you said. Two wide receivers set for Pencrest. Ball at the 17-yard line of the Lions. Two-man backfield once again. DeFiori under center. Handoff up the middle. Trying to get out to the outside is Juwan Young. He does get across the 20, but no further. Another nice tackle by 66, Sean Ridinger. Brother's quarterback. Quarterback, quarterback's brother. <laughs> good job on the Marple Newtown defense to shunt off any of the outside lanes. And they get a good job of uh, wrapping up Young's legs so he can't power forward any further. Ball to 23, so it is second down and five. This year already fakes a keeper. He's up the middle to number 42, Matt Hartley. Gets his first touch of the game. So it will be a third down and short for the Lions. Well, we talked about earlier how the both Lions and Tigers had some key departures over the last uh, offseason. And Jerry Boyer was one of them. He's a nice running back for a Pencrest and in a big game against Marple last year. He does get the first down on that. It's up the middle, Young, across the 35, close to the 40. So they can't stop them all, apparently, but when uh, Juwan Young does get those legs free, he does tend to break off a couple of big chunks of yardage. Well, that's one thing that Marple's going to have to watch tonight. That's probably the main thing they're going to have to watch tonight on defense. And he's having a pretty good game so far. Ball to 39-yard line, first and 10 for the Lions. Ifiori fakes a pitch, takes it himself off the middle. And he's going to get maybe three or four on that one. He was plummeted there by Chris Kirkian. On that play. As you see, DeFiori trying to fake into an option pitch, but cutting up off tackle, trying to go up the middle. He was stopped before he could get there, but not before. It was a gain of four. Second down and six for the Pencrest Lions. They need to get to the 49 for another fresh set of downs. Two wide receivers are Patricio Zubieta now on the far side and Gariga to the near side. DeFiori under center, straight pitch. Up the middle to Young, he gets the first down across midfield. Finally wrestled down, short of the 45. It's a good ball movement here by the Lions. Yeah, we're yet to see a pass so far, but why would they switch to the pass? It's three consecutive first downs now for the Lions on this drive. The rain has stopped, apparently, as we see it silhouetted against the double bank of lights on the far side of the field. The wind is still there moving from left to right. Ball spotted at Marple Newtown's 47-yard line. Two wide receivers set once again. Two-man backfield for the Lions. DeFiori under center. 
Pitches it forward to Young. Bruises his way across the 40, down to the 35. Picks up another first down. So Pencrest finally getting on track on their second drive of the contest. It's a nice tackle there downfield, however, but looks like Sean Reidinger again. Clock ticks under five minutes to go here in this first quarter. Marvel Nuketown up 7-0 with Pencrest driving. They have the ball at the Tigers' 37-yard line. Once again, Zubieta and Gariga, the wideouts. Two-man backfield. The Lions are set. It's a straight keeper, but the Tigers are not fooled. And De Fiore, by the time his eyes were looking towards that option pitch, he had just swarmed by three Tigers defenders. Yes, Marmot was first on that play. He was able to make the tackle and take De Fiore down. He's got the eye of the Tiger to his mode in this game so far. The lone score, his 40-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Loss of one on the play. Second down and 11 for Pencrest. Status quo as far as their set goes. Young gets the hand up this time towards the far sideline, gets across the 35 and pushed out shy of the 30. Looked like it was Matt Gregory on that tackle. First time we've heard Gregory's name all night. Quick to swarm once again. It's the Marple Newtown defense as the rain is coming down in a, in a sheet as we speak. Angling towards Marple Newtown's side of the field, the right side. Third down and a long five for the Pencrest Lions. They need to get to the 27-yard line of Marple Newtown for a first down. Marple Newtown almost jumps, and they do. But let's see. It might be a false start. Andy Keenan, head referee tonight, will have the call momentarily. Dead ball, encroachment, defense, five-yard penalty. It's still third down. So unfortunately, my eyes did not deceive me. There was no motion on Pencrest's line. Third down and short for the Lions. They are in the set. It's an option pitch back to Hartley. That goes absolutely nowhere, and it goes backwards. Closer to the 35 than to the first down marker, Dave. Samara Moat once again on a nice tackle. And he's having quite a game so far in the early going. Best thing the defense can do so far, Dave, is that they're reading DeFiori's eyes very well. When DeFiori keeps his eyes on the ball or down on the field or where he's going, Marple Newton has not been able to catch it, but as soon as he, he has the tell to where he's going to pitch the football, Marple Newton already has two guys in the backfield waiting for the tackle. For Pencrest. Fourth down and six for Pencrest. They appear to be going for it. DeFiore hands it off to Young. He goes up the middle, crashes off a couple of men, dives across the 30, across the 25. He's got the first down and more. Down to the 20-yard line. And it's kind of a gutsy move there by head coach Paul Graham. But he paid off for him. Nice 10-yard gain. So they're calling that just shy of the 20-yard line. But no matter. The Lions encroaching on the Tigers' red zone. Just outside the 20. 2.29 to go. First quarter marble Newtown. They head by seven. But the Lions are driving. 
DiFiore tries to keep it. He does. Tries to get to the far side, but he's swarmed shy of the 15. And that was a nice juke move there by DiFiore. He was able to get by one blocker, but not by the other four. That spelled his doom at the 18-yard line. Clock ticks under two minutes to go, first quarter. Lions with, I think, a generous spot in the ball. Second down and seven from the 18. DiFiori, pitch ahead to Young. This time, Bull rushes his way down near the 10-yard line. Close to a first down. We'll see. They may have a measurement here. Ryan Kelly, first white side, Without a measurement, they call that a first down. Pickup of seven, generously, I believe. So a fresh set of downs once again for the Lions. 126 to go, first quarter. The Lions are knocking on the door. Let's see what the Tigers' defensive mindset will be like now. DeFiori tries to hand off up to Hartley. He gets across the 10, but no further. This is really where you find out about your defense if you're Marple Newtown. Backs against the end zone, trying to keep them out of the end zone, force a, force a field goal attempt with a very slippery field and a slippery ball. Pickup of two. Second and eight time ticking away inside of one minute to play here in this first quarter. Two wide receivers set once again. Two-man backfield. Status quo. DeFiori under center. Barking out the numbers. Moving his head from left to right. He's in the set. He drops the football. Despite a lightning quick rush there by Marple Newtown, DeFiori just snatched the ball away from a defender. And Christian Whiteside just dove underneath the center there trying to get to the ball. And is able to touch DeFiori down for the loss. As soon as that ball was even... An inch out of DeFiori's hands. Whiteside just came right there. DeFiori just won that battle. As we look, we might have the final play of this first quarter coming up now. Third down and nine. DeFiori has the pitch up the middle to Young. He doesn't get anywhere near the first down, but he is across the five. And that will be the end of the first quarter with Marple Newtown holding a 7-0 lead. We'll be back on the... With the start of the second quarter, you're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. You wouldn't want your favorite team to play only one side of the ball. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can tackle more. That's Allstate's stand. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. 